What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright. I am joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how are you doing? Steve, mixed uh, mixed emotions. I've got a couple of games that are coming down to this Monday night, and some look good, some look bad, some are right down the middle, so it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting night. Split, um, split allegiances, I'll say. Yeah, um, we need Hopkins to not do anything. Yeah, 8.7. You need him in our home league. Yeah, I mean, I got Stafford and him, so. So if you just, you know, make that sacrifice. Yeah, Stafford outscores Sony by eight. I should be able to win with with nothing from Hopkins. (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't that be ideal? Yeah, the big one. I told you, I think at two of my playoffs started this week. Yep. And one of them, I lucked out and got a buy. The other go. one I'm playing and it comes down to a Monday night kicker. Oh yeah. I need Matt Gay to get eight points, which you'd think that that would be like pretty easy, but that's like pretty close to his median um, in this league here. And it, it, it looked more bleak um, because I had, in that game last night, I had um, Devontae Adams and Mooney going against the Packers D. So that late Adams touchdown, like, really, because I was down by like 15, so I was going to need a miracle from a kicker. Now I just need eight, but he's only projected to get, like, seven and a half. So yeah, that's, it will uh, be interesting. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I mean, his median is, like, 12, 9, 10, 7, 7, 8, 8, 8, 12, 4, 8. So he's right there, like in that 7, 8 range. So it's going to be a tight one. I'm going to be rooting for some kicks here. Yeah. Woof. And I'm down by 7.5, but no half points in kicking. So 8 it is. Yeah, we'll see. A couple of field goals, a couple of extra points would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. A nice, like, I don't know if Matt Gay is capable of hitting a 50-yarder, but. I don't know him off top. The only of good head, thing but... it is it is in Arizona, so it's inside. So hopefully that helps. That with helps, the, yeah. The kicking. Yeah, if you could start the day off with like a forty-yard uh, field goal or something, that'd be nice. That would be ideal. Yeah, I guess we will see. Yeah, but um, yeah. So we've got um waivers here today going into the playoffs. So an important round of waivers. However, I feel like more and more the important thing really is just the. Streaming QBs and defenses because there's not too much else. Yeah, I hope you're not relying on your uh, your waiver wire <laughs> this week. Um, something that I know all too well, having AJ Brown down on my team, um, it's been a bit of a mess trying to plug that hole. Um, so yeah, I uh, I feel the waiver wire paint, but yeah, let's uh, you ready to jump into it? Yeah, let's get it. Cool. So uh, looking at the running back position here, um, two guys really jump out. I think that's Rashad Penny. And then uh, I don't even, what's his first name? Chris Reynolds? Uh, That doesn't sound right. Craig. Craig. Yeah, it's Craig Reynolds. Yeah. Um, uh, Penny, 21% rostered. Reynolds, 1%. Amazingly enough, you figured that would be zero. Um, Both had really good weeks. I'm assuming you're probably interested in both, right? Well, at least Penny. It's funny. I pull up Craig Reynolds. It says one percent rostered, and then it like gives you like recent trend. Recent trend plus one percent since last week. <laughs> of course. So 
a few leagues, I guess, that don't have any waivers. I know I was in one a few years back where there's no waivers. Like, the free agent pool was open at all times. So Sunday was just chaos of people adding and dropping people throughout the day. Dropping someone they thought got hurt. It was just, it was a chaos league. So, good that there is that thing. But there may be a couple leagues out there, and that's why Craig has a 1% roster ship here. The thing that I think is interesting with him now is is he obviously looked good, and you know we'll see if they go back to him. But there is talks that Swift gets shuts down because Detroit's not very good. They got their one win, so they're not going to go winless. Do they just shut him down and save him for next year? Yeah, I really don't see a reason to play him. Yeah. Why risk a bigger injury, you know? If you play yeah. him on your last game of the year, he tears his ACL or Achilles or something, you're going to be kicking yourself. Exactly. And I'm sure he, you know, wants to be out there and, you know, and some, who knows, maybe there's some incentives in, you know, roster or in, in, in the way his contract structured, you know, and it's more of, you know, he wants to be out here for something like that. You don't want that to, you know, put a rift between a player and a team, but yeah, it would just seem, you know, as long as we're all on the same page that, Hey, you know, let's build this for next year and, and have you healthy and ready to go. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But um, a lot of people relying on him, so that, that'll be one to monitor here this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I would imagine, you know, at this point of the year, you're probably burning your entire fab on Penny, right? Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, tough matchup with the Rams coming up, but he looked like, you know, ultimately the biggest thing is he looked like he had some juice left, like he still has the athleticism that people were excited about when he came out, and he just couldn't stay healthy. So, I mean, I think you need to roster him. You're probably, you know, Maybe he's flux-worthy, but with the amount of COVID cases popping up in the NFL, I'd say the last week, but even just today, I just got a notification to see that Alexander Madison went on the COVID list. So, like, there's going to be people unexpectedly throughout this week that pop on there. So you're going to have to be, you know, head on a swivel, ready to pivot, and you're going to need to pick these guys up because there's a good chance you're going to be starting them because a couple of guys are out. And I think that's another plug for making sure you're putting, you know, your Thursday night game, which is Kansas City and, and Chargers in your starting lineup. And then Saturday, too. There's Saturday games here with uh, Vegas at Cleveland, New England at Indy. It's important to make sure you get them in your starting lineup out of the flex position uh, to give yourself more flexibility in the event a COVID issue pops up there on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely need that increased flexibility, especially this time of the year. Um, uh, next running back up here, uh, Ramonde Stevenson. Yeah, more of a friendly reminder. It's surprising that he is uh, is available. I mean, fifty six percent of leagues, so not all over the place, but still. I mean, you know, I know we try to keep our threshold at sixty or less. So interesting to see that he is um that he's available and he's playing Saturday against the Colts. So somebody um, that I think. You know, maybe you don't have to play. I mean, I think he probably there's he's probably flex potential, but absolutely you have to roster him because if there's an injury to him, you know, ahead of him, he seems like he is going to be a plug and play. Yeah, and you'll have to 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 keep an eye on it because Damian Harris did injure his hamstring um, in the last game, but you know, obviously they had the bye week this Coming week. Off and, the bye. Yeah, so he could be healed up, but yeah, he's a bit of a roll of the dice. I, I think I think it was the Buffalo game. Uh, it's like the entire first quarter or something he didn't play. Um, 
but then ended up good. You know, he's, he's, he's it's New England. You know, everyone knows the story Just with running backs. You never in trust him. You can't. Um, but keep an eye on Harris because if Harris is down, you can definitely lock him in there. Uh, he, he's solid in that regard. So you have to keep an eye on him. Uh, like you said, rostered in, in a lot of leagues, but he's a guy where, you know, he's coming off a buy. So he's not on anyone's radar. And if he's not picked up yet, you can't imagine people are going to be bidding on him. So it's a good time to go grab him. You can probably grab him for cheap. Yeah, I think you definitely got to pick him up. And, and if you think there's an inkling anyone else is interested, I wouldn't mind spending up on him too, because I think he's one of the few kind of stashes, your handcuffs, that you can still play as well as a flex, because um, I think he still will get 30 to 40% of the carries too. Yep, absolutely. Uh, next on our list here, Will, Mr. Rex Burkhead. He yeah, is, uh... Mr. Not Sexy Rexy. It's not a sexy name, but. He puts up floor type numbers for you. Yeah, uh, only rostered in fifteen percent of leagues. Um, he's getting carries, uh, double digits three out of the past four weeks. Um, I, I think you would have liked to see more out of him this week with with David Johnson going down, uh, or not going down, but being put on the COVID list, and not playing. So you would think you would get a little bit more of the workload and do a little bit more with it. Um, and he did do a little bit more, I think, in the passing game, but. Overall, you know, from an attempt standpoint, a yardage standpoint, it's pretty similar to past weeks. But, you know, if you're desperate at running back, you know, at least he's getting some volume. Yeah, I mean, 15 touches, 66 total yards. So it's okay. It's not great. It's not horrible. 11 carries for 40 yards. It's a decent pop. And then four catches, which is, you know, pretty crucial there. Only 26 yards, but you're getting that catch um, point or half point. So uh, I probably. You know, if I have a burner spot, pick him up as kind of that backstop for some COVID issues. But yeah, you're not, not going to be thrilled about playing him really in any, any capacity. Agreed. Uh, last two here, Will. Uh, your Eagles coming off the bye. Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, 13 and 22% rostered respectively. Uh, got some good matchups. Washington this week and then I think in two weeks, Washington again. Something to that degree. Yeah, um, now, and the Giants in the middle, so... Yeah, so it's a good playoff schedule for both of them. Are you liking yeah. uh, both? Either, you know, you like a certain one over another? What do you think here? It's tough to say. I mean, especially with the, you know, just uncertainty. They, they, they're obviously not in New England, but they kind of feel like it with just, you know, every running back can be relevant at any time. You just don't know when it's going to be. Um, I haven't heard anything yet on, on I said Adrian Peterson, uh, Jordan Howard. <laughs> Um, Sanders had, you know, had an ankle injury and they haven't been, I haven't seen too much on him yet as well and his availability for this week. So I think both Scott and Gainwell are good stashes to have, especially if one or two of the guys ahead of them are out, you're going to get some work, you know, in games that are probably going to be competitive. We'll see if you know, with the bye week there haven't been any injury reports there. We'll see. I think all expectations are Jalen Hurts is going to come back. So. You know, just helps the overall offense out from a running perspective. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think they're both worth stashes. I don't know how much you're, you know, throwing down on either of them, though. Yeah, you can throw something at whatever one you like more, I guess. Because um, yeah, it's hard right now. We don't have the info. You know, I, I remember them saying Jordan Howard. Uh, they were hope was going to be ready for this week, but you know, obviously, no new information is coming out with the with the bye week. So you just got to play by ear. Take your shot. If you want, you probably don't have to pay a lot for either of them. I'd imagine. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think you're going to have to spend up on them. So, two options that I think are another good, you know, stashes because you never know when something's going to hit, and they're guys that you know are going to get work if a couple of the guys ahead of them are down for any reason. Uh, takes care of the running backs here. Will moving over to the wide receivers. Alan Lazard had himself a nice game, um, but the the first nice game in a while, I believe. He's only rostered in four percent of leagues, so he's out there if you want him. But he's pretty boom bust, right? Yeah, very boom bust. I mean, I think the last time he had even decent numbers was a one catch for 20 yards and a touchdown, 8.5 back in week nine. So you have to look all the way back to week six and seven to have just kind of consistent, relevant games. He's a guy that you can throw out there at any time. You know, he had seven targets, six catches, so that's good to see. Um, but, yeah, it's just you you never know if it's – going to be him you know, if it's going to be just four touchdowns to Devontae Adams if MVS is going to be involved um but yeah while Randall Cobb's out while I think a couple other guys were out you can play you know your Lazard and your MVS's and, and hope it's you know they're weak yeah it's a dart throw but at least you're throwing a dart throw you know when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback and you got a good offense right better that than like taking a dart throw on Nico Collins or something with the Texans or, you know, just some random shot. Um, so yeah, he, he's not bad there. Uh, another one that had a good week, the hard to trust Robbie Anderson. Um, I believe this is his second good week since, uh, cam came back. If memory serves, um, other weeks were forgettable, but, um, it was a really nice week for him. Again, it was Atlanta. So, you know, a lot of people have good weeks against Atlanta. They got Buffalo next week, Tampa the week after that. So not the best schedule coming up. But, you know, if he's building some sort of rapport with Cam, which, you know, it's going to take some time, uh, you know, maybe he can get a little bit better as the season progresses. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I was reading, too. So they split quarterback reps. So Anderson was three for 29 with Cam Newton. And four for 55 and a touchdown with P.J. Walker. So it does look like you know, Walker is in the game for fewer snaps, but they they were definitely going back and forth quarterback-wise. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to make out. It's another guy that I'm not thrilled to play, but I think, yeah, you, you could do worse, especially in the COVID world that we live in here and, and you know, how this all – each week is going to be just managing injuries as well as inactives. Yeah, I agree. Um, another one's pretty interesting. Uh, Osborne out there in Minnesota, rostered in 38% of leagues. I think, you know, he had a good week, but he's also dependent on Thieland. Um, I'm not sure that I've heard anything on Thieland. Have you? No, I, I don't know. If we know anything definitive, but I didn't, I didn't imagine he'd be back you know, after just one game. Um, and I think, you know, nine targets, obviously one big touchdown, 62 yards made the week, but he seems, you know, like while Thielen's out, he's someone that you can definitely play. So I think he added like these guys here, uh, maybe one other guy that I would be wanting more than him, but I, th- I think he's probably one of the priorities at receiver here for me. You know, unless we get word that Thielen is definitely coming back soon, he is in the game plan, which is nice to see for sure. And a kind of an interesting lens for Osborne, uh, for any dynasty listeners out there, you know, Thielen's not a young man. Um, 
he uh, will eventually go away, <laughs> you know, whether he, you know, retires or he, you know, leaves the team or, you know, gets traded, whatever it will be. Eventually you would assume he'd be gone and Osborne's look good. He's had some good weeks. You know, I would be comfortable him stepping up as a, a wide receiver too, for that team behind Jefferson. Um, so if he's out there, you know, maybe you can, you know, trade for him while he's kind of cheap now uh, compared to a future state, or if he's on waivers, you don't have a super deep league. Um, you could scoop him up. Interesting lens for Osborne there, I think. Trying to tell me you want to trade for KJ Osborne in our dynasty <laughs> league I'm sure we could try. I don't know. It depends on the owner, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we don't have any. We don't have to cut anyone as of now unless we make any trades. So. We also don't have any picks to trade. <laughs> no. Uh, but next up, um, your boy um, that we recently gave up on last week, Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Um, Bounces back. He did. Rostered in 36% of leagues. Um, 103 yards, uh, again, his normal kind of eight targets, kind of what we've been expecting for a long time. You know, a nice big week for him. Um, what do you, uh, think of Bateman there? Yeah. And it was, it was a tougher game too, against Cleveland secondary. He was you know, pretty good against the pass, um, good pass rush as well. So, and I think we saw most of this without Lamar too, which is, I guess, somewhat surprising because, you know, he went out early and, and didn't come back and. The last I heard, they don't believe it's a high ankle sprain, which is a good sign. Uh, but they don't, they didn't, you know, officially say he's gonna, he's going to be back this week. So I think you're going to have to monitor. But it does look like the backup came in, and, and you know, he did Huntley did play well enough and got Bateman involved there. He targets so definitely think you know he, he's worth rostering. Probably not thrilled to play him, but I, I think I play him over Lazard and Anderson probably. You know, maybe you take your shot on Lazard. You know, KJ probably still the top of these four, but he's definitely up there out of this list. Yeah, he's got pretty safe volume. I mean, you know, last week against Pittsburgh, he only had one target. The week before that, he had four. Um, but the prior five weeks, he had six or more. So, yeah, that's a pretty big sample for his target size. Um, so, yeah, I would trust him probably more than the other two as well. You know, you can... He's. You could probably get better upside out of like a Lazard on any given week because of Aaron Rodgers. Um, and he's just he's had Bateman's had some good weeks, but he has had like monster weeks yet. Um. So I don't know. Uh, he he's interesting. Right next receiver here we got Gabe Davis, only three percent rostered for the Bills going up against Carolina this week. Seems like he might be creeping his way into kind of like that second favorite receiver target. We're not seeing a ton going to our boy Beasley. You know, he's involved, but Manny Sanders seems to be falling out of it where Gabe Davis comes up with these big catches. Yeah, this is very similar to what we saw from Gabe last year towards the end of the year. Um, he was very fancy relevant, and that's just because he scored touchdowns. Um, and then you look at, you know, the past two weeks, he hasn't done a whole lot, 43 yards this week, uh, 30 the week before, but he got touchdowns on both, which puts him yeah. in double digit for scoring. Eight targets um, this week too. Yeah. You know, that's solid. Um, you know, a few weeks prior he had a hundred yards. Um, so that was good. And a little bit before that week eight, he had another touchdown. So, uh, he does to a degree live or die on the touchdown. You know, if, if he's just, you know, five for 43 or two for 30, then you're not really happy. Um, but the touchdowns help. He's got Carolina this week. Um, you know, that's a fine matchup. Um, championship week two, he's got Atlanta. 
that could be uh, a, a championship winning move right there if they go off. Atlanta's defense is not great. So, uh, but he's just scary, you know. Just because you're up against a bad defense doesn't mean you're going to do good necessarily. It just could be a a digs and a Knox game or, you know, digs and some other random person kind of a day. And, you know, you just never know, but you can, you know, as we've said uh, <laughs> for other people in, on the show, you could take a shot on somebody worse for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I would rather take the shot on him, you know, than a Lazard. I, I almost did. I played MVS. We had a decent game as well, but I was thinking possibly Davis. So you know, I think I'd rather take a shot on him than some of these other, you know, upside guys. Yep, final guy for the wide receivers here, Will. Uh, more of a reminder, Devontae Parker um, coming off the bye week. Uh, came back from the injury the week prior. That 62 yards looked like an important part of the offense, as he typically has when he's played. It's just that he hasn't been playing. But you would assume, you know, he came back, he played a full game, he had a bye week. If he's not 100%, he's closer than he has been for a long time. Yeah, I like Parker. I think, yeah, out of these receivers, he's probably the one I'm most excited about. You know, solid game on his first game back. Seems to have good rapport with Tua and, and you know be a nice pairing there with Waddle. So Jets, New Orleans, Tennessee, the rest of the way, you know, good decent matchups. And I think Miami will be competing in all of those games, so they'll be having to rely on him. Yes, sir. So moving over well to the tight ends, um, it is not the best landscape in the world. Uh, for the tight end position. Um, no, this is what I had to deal with this week with um, Waller out. I ended up playing Foster Moreau, which wasn't much better. But Yeah, so uh, just reading off all the names here, we got Austin Hooper, um, Everett, Seals-Jones, Conklin, Komet. Uh, anybody, like, who do you like the most out of that group? Is there anybody you really don't want to touch? You know, what do you think of that? I like the volume of Komet and the touchdown upside of Hooper. Like, I feel like at this point, you know, you just take your shot on Hooper every week and hope he gets in the end zone. I mean, Conklin, it's, I thought it was going to be him, but it seems like they're using KJ Osborne and the running backs more than Conklin with feeling out. So, Seals Jones is okay. You know, decent option against the Eagles, who haven't been great against tight end. Everett, I think Russ is starting to get better and better and not having to rely on him more. So, I think for me, it's Hooper. If you want the touchdown upside, commit. If you just want a decent floor volume, but most of the time the play here at tight end is you want to, you know, be a top five tight end. So touchdown upside is really the only way you get that. And I I like what commit's done, but it just stinks that you have Jimmy Graham there just stealing all his touchdowns. Yeah, I I agree. It's probably commit for the volume. Um, Hooper's not bad. You know, he's also dealing with, you know, Joku was out. That other tight end that there, I can't think of his name. He was out as well. So he's really the only option this week, but he's got decent touchdown upside. But I like Komet. Conklin's hit or miss. You know, Seals Jones is splitting time with the other tight end that's there, and Everett's not getting the targets. So I'm with you. I would, uh, I'll stick with Komet there. And two more COVID updates Kadarius Tony and Josh Gordon both put on the COVID list literally in the last two minutes. Wow. Yeah, wow, interesting. You know, crazy. Kadarius big, Josh Gordon not so much. Um, he's in fact, I keep forgetting he's on a roster. Has he actually done anything? Kadarius Tony, oh Gordon, he scored a touchdown I think this week. Oh, did he? Last week he's on the Chiefs. Yeah, I knew he was on the Chiefs. I just I haven't seen his name. One of the and, last two weeks, I think he scored. I really maybe it was a two point uh, conversion or something. Yeah. So this week he went. Um, I know he was in the end zone. He had three targets. He caught two of them for nine yards and a touchdown. 
um, goose the week before that. Then there was a buy, and then he went one for seven. You know, he's getting like a target a game, basically. In the red zone, big body. Yeah. Yeah, that, which is fine. Okay. Yeah, not someone you're going to play, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, moving on, well, we got our streaming portion here. So from a quarterback standpoint, we got Taysom Hill at Tampa Bay, Tua versus the Jets, Garoppolo versus Atlanta, Mayfield versus Vegas, and Big Ben versus Tennessee. Who do you want? I think the default answer has to be Taysom Hill because the rushing guys is a cheat code. Like he did not look good this week and ended up as like a top five quarterback because he runs the ball and he had that 40 yard touchdown run at the end of the game, pop 10 extra points in one play, which is just something most quarterbacks can't do. Um, so I think it's gotta be Hill. Other than that, Tua and Garoppolo are interesting, especially Garoppolo against Atlanta. Atlanta might be able to put up some points to like keep Garoppolo going. But I mean, depends on who's healthy because they that, that San Francisco might just be able to run all over them. Um, and I I don't know that I trust Miami's running game. So you know maybe you have Tua having to throw the ball more. So I I'd probably lean Tua slightly over Jimmy G from like a game script perspective. But Jimmy definitely has. I don't know. What do you think about Tua and Jimmy? I'd win Tua pretty easily. Um, in fact, I think I'd rather have Tua over Taysom. You know, even with the, the rushing upside, he had a good week this week, but it was against the Jets. You know, the Tampa Bay defense is so good. Um, I just don't see the same week happening. So I think out of this group, I would take Tua flat out, even over Hill. Um, you know, Jimmy's got a good matchup. He always has the potential to do something good, um, especially in a good matchup, but it could just be, you know, death by running back for the Falcons here. Um, yeah. You know, we'll see and I hope, back I hope for the Rotua, it just feels like the ceiling is limited, man. He hasn't gotten over 22 points since week seven. Yeah, maybe. But, you, you know, know, the Jets cure a lot of wounds. <laughs> true. This is true. <laughs> you Come know, down to um, can they run on him? You know, if, if the Jets can hold the run up a bit, maybe you're throwing more, but. Yeah, this could be just a blowout like a lot of the Jets games. Uh, and finally, defensive streamers here. Well, we got the Dolphins uh, again at the Jets. We have the Vikings at Chicago. We got the Browns versus Vegas, the Eagles versus Washington, and the Jaguars versus Houston. Yeah, I think pretty easily Dolphins versus the Jets here for me. The other ones are interesting, especially if Heineke's out. Uh, you might be able to sneak a you know, home Eagles um, game against a backup quarterback for Washington. So might be able to get something out of that. Only 20% rostered too. But I think I probably would lean to the the, the Dolphins if possible there. 47% rostered though. Yeah, I would agree. I would take the Dolphins. Um, Yeah, it's a high roster ship. So it's going to be tough to see if you get them or not. But they seem like the obvious play uh, after that probably go with the Browns. Vegas has just had such a tough run of it the past few weeks. I know we've talked about that before, but they've just been a mess. Um, you know, 39% rostered, a little bit easier to get a hold of. So I'm, I'm good with the Browns too, I think. And like you said, barring injury, I think uh, Heineke, the Eagles could be a good play, but you'll have to watch for that one. Yeah, it'll be one of those, like the Chargers this week, kind of holding off, waiting to see which of the quarterbacks will play there for New York. Well, also, Will, that is, uh, that's going to wrap up today's waiver show. 
tune in on Thursday for our Start Sit episode for the week. But until then, folks, good luck on waivers and trust your board.